0: Block Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Najee E. Brown and I'm your host. We thank you for your support and participation. Hope for today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Today we're going to talk about life, all that it brings, all that happens, and what to do when it gets difficult. I want to read you the promotional material because it really sets the stage. It says, Every day life presents new challenges. Arise and give thanks to God for blessing us with another day. God is the giver and sustainer of life, despite our personal challenge of facing the giants. Job said it best in chapter 12, verse 10. He asked this question, In whose hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind? What should we do, listening audience, you and I, and where should we go when life presents hurt, despair, and disappointment that causes us to feel tired, helpless, angry, anxious, fearful, and without peace? Well, the answer is plain and simple. Run to God. Retreat to the Lord for such a time, and let him minister to you, for God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We must press on and remain steadfast, unmovable, and faithful to the one who has called us to glorify him. And one way we can glorify God, as there are many, one way is to find contentment in the situation providence or God has placed us. So hear this, though. We are not to face seemingly insurmountable tasks in our own strength. Instead, we're to rely on the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit within us, and seek God in and through it all. So I want to go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and let's talk a little bit about God being the giver and the sustainer of life. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And then if you ask that question in Job 12.10, in whose hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind, Job 33 and 4 says, The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. And then Isaiah 42 and 5, it says, Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out? Who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it? Who gives breath to the people on it? and the Spirit to those who walk in it. Well, God is the giver and the sustainer of life, and life happens. You know, all that happens to us, and everybody's life and their journey and their course is going to be different, but all that happens, if we belong to him, really, sometimes those situations are God's providential care for us, his divine intervention, and things happen. So what happens when we become afraid? We're going to talk about Uh, the various things that can get us kind of tied up and tripped up. What happens when we become afraid? I know there's phobias out there, and I personally have a phobia myself. I I don't like water, and I don't like my feet to dangle, and I can't touch the bottom. But afraid, sometimes people are so fearful and so afraid that it immobilizes them and it debilitates them. But this is what it says in Joshua 1 and 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. There's a promise there. God will be with us. He is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. What happens when we encounter a situation and we just find that there is just no hope in it? We can't see our way out. We can't see our way forward. We can't see our way backward. Psalm 42 and 5 says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? That's a question that we can ask ourselves when we get in so, so much despair that we can't figure out what's, what end is up. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. What happens when God is calling us to wait on him? And we become very impatient, and the waiting and the waiting seems like it's getting longer and longer, and you've prayed and you've prayed and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting, and, you're waiting and you say, God, where are you? Have you forgotten? Did you not hear me? Psalm 27:14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart, and wait for the Lord. There's another passage that says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So Joshua is saying, don't be afraid, be strong, be courageous. The psalmist is saying, why are you downcast and so disturbed? Put your hope in God. And then Psalm, the other psalmist is saying, another psalmist is saying, 2714, wait for the Lord. What about anxious, being anxious? I know a lot of people personally who suffer from anxiety. Uh, they have anxiety attacks, and some people end up on medication for various reasons. Anxiousness. This is what 1 Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all your cares, all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares for us. He does not want us to be anxious. He does not want us to, be, to get to the point where we can't navigate through a situation that is happening in our life. Now, all of these things are real. I get that. I've been there. I'm afraid. I've, I've been impatient on the Lord. But they're real situations that each of us, if we live long enough, if we've not faced them already, we will face them. Courage. Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, be strong and courageous. We heard that already in in Joshua 1 and 9. It says, do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Just think about all the situations that we have to go through, all of the life trials and tribulations and troubles and sometimes they can be considered tragedies they can be considered catastrophic and they can be considered horrific just think about it we've got a friend in God we've got God who's going to be ahead of us alongside of us and behind us he will never leave us nor will he forsake us peace we are at peace with God because of the work that Christ has done on the cross for us. We've been reconciled back to God. So we are no longer at, at odds with God or enemies with God, but we are with peace, at in peace and at peace with God. John fourteen twenty one, twenty seven, excuse me, is talking about a different kind of peace. It says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. There's that command again, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be, you know, don't be uh, dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Peace. Christ gives us peace, but not as the world gives us peace. Helpless. Have you ever been in a situation and you're just helpless? I can't do this. I can't see any way out. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. I have no idea what the outcome will be. Psalm 34:17 says, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. All their troubles. And then anger. Anger is an emotion. Everyone has been angry. But the Bible gives us a warning and instruction. In Ephesians 4, through 27, it says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. And then there's forgiven. You know, we are forgiven in Christ, and we are told to ask for forgiveness. And when we have offended someone, we are to go to our brother and our sister and ask them to forgive us for whatever it is that we have done to them. In First John 1 and 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Confess your sins, and we are forgiven. Hurt. I know everyone's been hurt. There's times when things are just, gosh, it's just like, really? Someone has hurt you. You are paining. You are, you, you're, to the very core of your being, like someone just took a knife and just, Stabbed you and then just turned it around and just, just it caused so much pain and hurt. Psalm 147 and 3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Being hurt is a wound. And it's through forgiveness and it's through running to, to God, running to Jesus Christ in our times of need and our times of trouble that our wounds can be bound up. What about just being tired? I am just tired. Matthew 11:28 says, "Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Some versions say, "Heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There is rest in Jesus Christ. There is peace in Jesus Christ. There is comfort in Jesus Christ. There is hope in Jesus Christ. There is courage to be found in Jesus Christ. What about strength? You just can't go another day. You just can't go another mile. You just can't take another step. You just can't do it anymore. Well, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all this, all things through him who gives me strength. So there we have some very, very uh, real situations we're afraid of things we get into situations where we feel very hopeless we don't like to wait on god we become anxious we are without courage we're we're afraid we're without peace situation we're in seems helpless we become angry and we sin and we don't forgive and we don't feel like we have been forgiven and we're hurt we're disappointed we're tired and we're, we're without strength to keep going on those are real situations So when we are facing those giants, and I know that we all have faced our giants or we're learning how to face them or are facing our giants, but some of those giants can be the death of a loved one. Maybe you're estranged from a family relationship. Maybe at odds with a son or a daughter. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe a husband or wife has left you for another partner. Maybe your children are no longer walking with the Lord. Maybe you're losing your housing. Maybe you're tired and have, could have to continue to work because of your household finances. Maybe you've not had a vacation in five years and you don't see when you're going to be able to take one. Maybe you've lost all that you own and have in a natural disaster and that's just to name a few i'm sure that other people have a litany of things a list of things that has caused them to see those situations whether they're divine intervention or providential to see them as giants we've got to face those giants we can't let that fear and hopelessness and Uh, uh, discouragement and and anger and helplessness and anxiousness and hurt and pain and being tired and without strength, get in the way. We've got to face those giants. Psalm 46, 1 through 3 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters war and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. So in conclusion, consider, just consider, for a time, for a spell, for a season, that in the midst of it all, consider shaking off despair, discouragement, fear, Tiredness, anxiousness, helplessness, and let God fill you up with the spirit of forgiveness, hope, and strength. Facing the giants when life throws you a curveball, you can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives you the strength. And with that, I want to say thank you and God bless you. We look forward to you joining us again in a couple of weeks as we continue to share the Word of God. May you be encouraged. May you be blessed. May you be prompted to study the Word of God for yourself. And with that, I want to say God bless you and we will talk again.